0: River Radio, and the one million pounds.
1: tumble out a bit and a stumble to the kitchen. for myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me. On the job from nine to five.
2: Working Hello and welcome. You're listening to the River Radio Business Source Show with me, Sophie Comas. I hope that you're all having a good couple of weeks, all of the children are back safely to school and hopefully you're not getting too wet out there today. On today's show, I'm delighted to welcome Neil Whitehead from The Seed Pantry, based over in Maidenhead. And today, on today's show, we're going to be finding out a bit more about Neil, learning more about The Seed Pantry, debating and discussing some of the challenges faced in the small business world today. Plus, we've also got some great music and book choices for you. So, Neil, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you doing?
0: Hi, Sophia. Good, thank you.
2: Excellent. How's your week been going this week?
0: Uh, good, yes. Not, not... So
2: excellent we were just talking before we came on air there about everybody going back to school so I understand you've got you've got people who've gone back to school too
0: yes yeah we have got two two kids that have gone back on on Monday
2: so. excellent oh that's good so um yeah well I think everybody's just settling in and if you're anything like me very much ready for people to return for school that's for sure <laughs> yes. excellent so Neil your your business is the seed pantry so um tell the listeners all about it What what is the seed pantry and what do you do
0: Okay, yeah, so well Seed Pantry is a uh, monthly gardening subscription uh, service, so we, we send out boxes for plants and flower bulbs and seeds um, that are really sort of enabling people to um, easily access the, the kind of gardening, the gardening, you know, to get into gardening and um, uh, have that, that uh, encouragement to do uh, gardening processes each each month.
2: Excellent. So you kind of do you offer kind of hints and tips with the seeds, with the plants and things that you provide people? Um, I mean, how how does it work? Because I guess if you've got a certain space or size, then you've got to presumably choose different levels of box. Have you? How how does that sort of thing work?
0: Yeah. So there are, there's a there's a pro box where you you get a uh, large quantities for for larger size spaces, um, and then there's a there's a smaller box where you can you can uh, grow in say balconies, backyards, and your, okay. your you know your your back garden veg patch as well yeah so um, food or, or flowers and you can choose from over fifty fifty options each month that, that are new so oh wow um the idea is that it that, it, that it brings we bring out them um, the varieties that are ready to grow that month mm. so you're keeping keeping in tune with the seasons and you know exactly exactly what to do and and when to do it
2: excellent yeah because I must admit i I really enjoy gardening, but the one thing that I really struggle with is knowing. Knowing that kind of what to do and when throughout the season. So sometimes in the summer the garden looks beautiful because of course you've got all the lovely bright summer flowers. But other times and other seasons it looks a bit sorry for itself really because everything's shut down.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, people really like that That's about it. You know, it's that, that reminder. So mm. you, you kind of take that that away, that stress away, if you like. You know, you, you know uh, that the box going to arrive on your doorstep of a of, like a joy of, of you know a delight. There's pick a mix kind, kind of box that arrives. On your, on your doormat and that, that sort of, you know, you need to do that that then kind of
2: thing. Yeah. yeah, okay. So so is there kind of instructions, if you like, for want for better way of describing it? You've got kind of, okay, this week you need to take all your petunias out and you need to replace them with this, or is that, is that kind of guidance in there as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It comes with uh, grow guides. Mm. So each uh, each variety gives you a little bit of explanation about, about the plant or the right flower or food type. Uh, and what to do with it and how, how to grow it. Excellent. So we're also, you know, trying to demystify the kind of the gardening. It's not, you know, we're aiming at, the, at new generations and it's sort of spanning from older generations to the new generations. So the majority of our customers are, are younger younger people who, who want to get into gardening mm. more. So so it's not all about so all the Latin uh, sort of names of, of plants and that kind of thing. We we do have that. So there is sort of educational side as well, but. Know, we we, we say it in plain, plain English as, as to what you know, what, what needs to be done. Excellent.
2: So, what, what, so if I, if I was to receive a box for September, what, what would be in the box at the moment? What sort of things would I, would I receive, and what, what do I need to be doing?
0: Yeah. Well, we're coming into um, the. It's a new season, essentially we're coming into the autumn planting season for spring, uh, spring flowers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's a lot in the September box. There's lots of uh, narcissists and you know all the daffodils and yeah. Um, scary as well and frit- uh, fritillaria uh, mm-hmm. different types of, of all these new flowers that you can plant now for, for okay spring. and in august we had and uh, alliums and crocus uh, flower bulbs
2: okay so is it, so is it that kind of almost the preparation piece or is it or do you receive plants for the kind of the here and now because obviously those things you've mentioned there is kind of thinking for the springtime and, and planning for the the seasons in ahead but do you also have things to be planting for the autumn
0: uh, yeah, we do, yeah. Um, there are still things you can grow grow now that will flower uh, through to late, late autumn and into winter. And there's also food as well that you can still be growing and, uh, at this point in time to get some salad crops, for example.
2: Yeah, okay. No, that's good because, that, I mean, that's the other thing as well. For me, I, I love the tomatoes, but they've definitely gone by now. So yes. it's kind of almost like what do you do with the vegetable patch? Yeah, so um, we're still harvesting
0: all the tomatoes right, right now. And yeah. A lot of our social media, we, we, we uh, sort of take you through what to do with all your producers coming through, That's through now. That's good, yeah. So a lot of our boxes are sort of pre-planning, you know, pre-planning, if you like, what's going to come up in, in a few months' time. Mm. Yeah, because everything's from seed or from flower bulb or um, berry plants as well that we, we do. Okay, oh,
2: okay, of. so you don't actually send physical plants, it's more seeds and bulbs. It's the plants
0: that you, you've got to grow, so you've got to oh, garden. Okay, seeds, that makes, scratch, the, well,
2: seed pantry, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> There's gardening from scratch from scratch, essentially, yeah, so the um the plants that you buy in the garden center yeah you know, we will we'll send you the bare root versions of that, mm. and you just bring them on at home, yeah you know, and it 's much sort of cheaper, cheaper and more more effective way of bringing those plants on
2: yeah yourself. excellent no, that 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 sounds great, so um okay, because so I was going to ask you about Christmas because obviously Christmas is um I know it's only September, but I already feel like I'm starting to head very quickly in that direction. Um, Planning for Christmas (laughs)
0: already?
2: Yeah, I think lots of lots of Christmas campaigns are certainly in conversations at the moment. But is that a big time? For yourselves, I mean, from a gift perspective, I imagine it probably is. But from a, a perspective of you know, if you're not sending physical plants, then um, you know maybe things in I don't know June or August maybe have been kind of sent, and it's a preparation for you know for, for flowering at that time of year. So yes,
0: flower balls we send out in October that can flower in time for Christmas. Okay. So you bring them um, bring them on and uh, grow them indoors, mm. grow flowers, so they're all indoor. Flowering plants, essentially. So, yeah. Yeah, you have the certain daffodils and hyacinths hyacinth and uh, plants like that that you can grow to flower in time for Christmas. Mm, okay. Uh, but we do do a lot of gifting uh, items over the Christmas period. Yeah, you can buy gift subscriptions from us as well. And we do one-off kits also, which people, people can pick up as a, as a great Christmas gift.
2: Yeah, I guess if somebody wants to maybe give it a try and see, if, see how it works, if it works for them, that's a great opportunity to perhaps have one box and, and just see how, how they get on with that.
0: Yeah, because yeah, the other side of the business is um, yeah, we have that, the, the kind of core proposition, if, if you like, the subscription um, and the website, and we also sell those uh, single-purchase kit mm. products uh, by retailers as well, high-street retailers. Okay. So a lot of our kits have been in Next, for example, in previous, previous years yeah um and uh, yeah, that's that's something we we're doing more more of but excellent the for the retailers
2: yeah and, and no, that that's good I guess also expanding your reach of where you're going and and how people engage with you and and kind of what sort of things um they can do so um what's the best part of your job what do you what do you enjoy most about it
0: uh I do, well I do like spending time sort of curating the boxes e- each month and mm. um you know what is going to go in in the boxes so that you know there's thousands of Varieties of um, of plants and flowers and, and food options as well, and it's, it's all the different different varieties. They all have their own different characteristics, and so you know, I really enjoy that. That mm. kind of it's like curating a magazine. It's like you know, producing a magazine almost each, each yes. month. We're you know, bringing out a whole new a whole new box for people to enjoy. Definitely.
2: Is your background, I know we'll come on to talk about your background and your business journey a bit later on in the show, but is your background in gardening or is that something you've just learnt in, in later life?
0: Yeah, I yeah, just learnt in later life really. I mean it was always, uh, I grew up in, in Nutsford in Cheshire and you know, my, my, uh, my dad was really into gardening at the time so he, uh, I guess he instilled that, that in me as well. Mm. And, uh, but my background is more marketing based and, okay. and, and uh, setting up a business is something that, yeah really wanted to do
2: yeah excellent well, that's good well we'll come on to hear a bit more about yeah. that a bit later on so um yeah and i imagine kind of curating all of the boxes and everything must be really yeah must be really good fun but on the on the reverse of that what's the worst worst part of your
0: job um probably uh the kind of ad, a lot of the admin side <laughs> of, of things you know uh sort of v-back returns and uh things like that are less uh less exciting if you if you like but um but but good to 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 have that that as well. And the like whole legislation, there's a whole um, legislation area that you need to, to, to work on as well. And we're importing um, plant stock. You know, every plant has to have a plant passport.
2: For example, yeah, so you I, know
0: where it's originated from. Yeah,
2: I understand. Post Brexit, that's much more of a challenge. That kind of importing of goods into the mm-hmm. UK. So I imagine, yeah, I imagine that's that's quite a big job.
0: Yeah, Brexit definitely definitely changed. The way the way that works, you know, added new processes and uh, and, and additional cost, you know, to bringing mm. bringing the produce. So, a lot of our um, flowers, all our flowers, come from the, from the Netherlands. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that, that changed the way that worked.
2: Yeah. Do all of your seeds come from there as well, or do, um, you, do you grow any locally in the UK?
0: No, we we, we work with local um, small providers as well in the UK. Mm. So it's a combination of uh, kind of a, a wholesale side where we've got long relationships with seed wholesalers as well. And seeds are sourced from all, all over the world, essentially. But, mm. um, there are also smaller providers that we work with in the UK where we want something specific or a certain variety of, say, a chilli plant, for example. We want, we want a certain hot chilli. So we're going to go and work with a, a producer that, that produces these plants in the, in the
2: yeah. UK. And I guess also if you've got um, UK sort of suppliers, I guess the climate is also adapted for within, within that kind of... Um, what's the, it's not breeding of a plant, but kind of growing and, and kind of developing of those plants. So I guess that's, you know, rather than coming from Spain, for example, where the climates are very different.
1: Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Um, but there are there are more and more supplies in the UK that we, we're going to start working with on the flower ball side as well. It's yeah. not, you know, not everything that's good. in the Netherlands. Yeah, um, that's
2: definitely good. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, all right, so... Um, about this sort of time in the show we like to share some business books or podcasts with the listeners um because we like to you know i think it's always really good to be kind of learning and understanding and growing your knowledge and you've given me two recommendations so um i think the first one was at the end of marketing so do you want to yes. talk a bit more about that is that yes. is, is that kind of suggesting that there
0: is no more there need no for more marketing? marketing i think it's a, it's a catchy title yeah um I, th- I, I mean I bought that for one of our new starters on in digital uh, in the digital marketing area so I, I I dipped into that book basically and quite quite enjoyed parts of it and it was really just about sort of um, uh, humanizing your brand more more so than the kind of traditional marketing messages that, that go out there obviously you know, show more of the team behind the, the operation and how how that works and you know people are more interested in, in that side of it as well mm. so that, that's kind of what I was taking away from that and I think you see a lot more of that in, in, in brands
2: definitely I think authenticity um cause sort of looking at kind of marketing trends and things that are coming on for this year the, the kind of authenticity behind a business especially a small business but actually I think it's relevant for larger organizations as well to understand actually yes. you know what's the background to the business who is the face behind the brand um, is easier if there's just five or six of you but um you know just mm. having that kind of bit more transparency, I suppose, into that people can connect, consumers can connect with that a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, as a brand, we're, we're a brand that, 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 that um, wants that to be the case anyway, you know, mm. and uh, it was just kind of reiterating that, that fact, but I think we'll feed more of that into our social media, for example, and show more yeah. sort of behind the scenes and, yeah. and the team that are making it making it all happen.
2: Yeah, definitely. Do you have a big warehouse with all of these seeds and products in and you kind of get all the boxes made or do, we a, do. yeah, yeah we do
0: have a, well it's not it's not huge but it's, um, it's a warehouse it's full of uh, flower bulbs and, and seeds and so it is it is like uh it's quite an enjoyable place to go i quite like going in there.
2: yeah production line of, of yeah. um productivity i should imagine <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. excellent and the other book that you gave me was zen gardens and the art of simple living Yes. Um, so is that more garden focused? Slightly left field. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was more. Yeah. I have an interest in, in sort of Japanese You know, uh, Japanese uh, uh, Japan is renowned for gardening. Mm. Um, so a, a sort of personal interest there, but also, um, you know, there's a lot of well-being uh, uh, approach within within that and uh, it was really sort of how can we feed that into the product as well
2: yeah definitely i think well-being is certainly a, a very much needed topic to from business of any size really to be building into yeah. into what they're doing so yeah definitely i
0: mean people people garden for that reason you know, so mm, it's,
2: it's a, yes yeah thing to do absolutely
0: uh, healing and soothing so you know, it's, uh, yeah it's
2: yeah yeah being outdoors and exercise and all of that kind of good stuff so um definitely well thank you for those recommendations they sound okay. good i'm definitely going to check out the end of marketing one so yes. see what that see what that's all about so thank you for taking some time to introduce the sea pantry for us this afternoon and um, we're going to play one of the tracks that you've chosen for us um we we're going to play shotgun by george Ezra. is there a, a reason behind this
0: story uh, it's, it's, it's an album we play every time that, as a family and, and with the kids that we go on holiday basically in the car on a road trip
2: excellent it Seems to be
0: um, we have one CD in the car and we still have <laughs> a CD player and that, that gets played every time it's that transition from packing up and, and then we're on the road and we're, we're we're in holiday mode
2: now excellent oh i like the sound of that so um yeah so you've been playing that a bit over the summer then whilst you've been off on your on your travels excellent okay well here we are we have shotgun by george Ezra. so enjoy
3: homegrown alligator see you later gotta hit the road gotta hit the road I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like someone. We got two in the front, two in the back, sailing along, and we don't look back. We write a shotgun underneath the hot song, feeling like a song I'll be right a shotgun underneath the hot song, feeling like a someone, on like a someone, on a swim.
2: That was Shotgun by George Ezra. Um, Hello and welcome back. You're listening to me, Sophie Comas, on the River Radio Business Source Show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Neil Whitehead from The Sea Pantry. And so far we've heard a little bit more about The Sea Pantry, who they are and what they do. Don't forget, if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again on Catch Up via the website river.radio or as a podcast via all of the usual places. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show this afternoon, please do drop me an email to Sophie at River. So Neil, welcome back. Thank you. Um so we've started to um ask our guests a quick fire question round at this point in the show. Don't worry, I do know you're gonna know the answers. For those listeners out there, Neil's looking slightly terrified <laughs> at me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> But we thought it would be fun for our listeners to know a little bit more about you. So if you are ready, I will get started. Are you ready? Yes. Um, Do you like marmite or peanut butter?
0: Uh, Marmite.
2: Beer or wine? Beer. Uh, Schweppes or fever tree?
0: Fever tree.
2: Oh, there goes the phone. Football or rugby? (laughs) Football. Tennis or cricket? Probably tennis. Tea or coffee? Tea. Lemon or lime?
0: Lion. Cats or dogs? Cats.
2: Beach or city holidays? Uh, beach. Summer or winter? Summer. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Do you have a favourite city that you've been to, perhaps?
0: Uh, I could just go for London.
2: Ah, that's a good one. I've had all sorts of answers to that. I've had all sorts of exotic places. Yes. I think I had somewhere in South America last time I asked that question, but that's good. That's no, good. London's great. Yeah, London's good. It's a really diverse, diverse yeah. city, isn't it? Good, good answer. Um, how about your favourite plant or flower? And I guess you might want to split it by season for
0: Yeah, there's going to be Well, you know, I like all the um, prairie-style planting, so echinacea and coneflowers and, and grasses as well that go with them. That's kind of a... Where I'm at right now. Okay. And it's very good for sort of nature and uh, attracting yeah. pollinators and bees. And yeah. That kind of naturalistic style of planting.
2: Excellent. Oh, that's good. That sounds good. Um, And if you were to describe yourself in three words, what would you say?
0: A detailed p- person. Okay. Very that's detailed, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, tenacious. Yeah. Uh, I like like to have fun as well
2: yeah definitely that's good that's good gives us a a snapshot into your world yes (laughs) (laughs) and last question if you had a superpower what would it
0: be I'd like to fly
2: yeah, me too. That would be my answer too. <laughs> I think it'd be really handy. Oh, I fancy hopping over to Spain today, it so. Be great,
0: yeah. Absolutely avoid traffic jams.
2: Yeah, so. definitely no longer sitting in traffic or yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> excellent. Well, thank you for thank you for that. So, we obviously talked a bit about the sea pantry and kind of what you do and and how you kind of help your customers and and that sort of thing. But what what's your background? You mentioned earlier that you were in marketing. So, how did you I guess how did you end up setting up the business? And and, and what, what did you do along the way?
0: Yes, well, uh, yeah, marketing was my back, back background previously. I worked in agencies and uh, for Experian before I left to set up Seed Pantry. So, uh, yeah, I took redundancy. I think it was back in 2009 kind of time, really, mm. when I first first set up Seed Pantry. It's been over ten, year, 10 years now. Um, took redundancy and had enough money to s- survive for a year kind of thing Yeah, set up the business at that, at that point in time. Um and then really just moved, uh, moved through, it was doing other work uh, throughout a period of time. And then towards 2018, uh, we set up the subscription side of the Sea Pantry business and yeah. then worked on that, yeah. that full time yeah, marketing is kind of my m- background, if you like.
2: Okay, and again, I think that probably really helps when you're setting up a small small business. We were talking earlier before we came on air about some of the skills and things that you might need to set up a, um, a small business. And I think marketing, if you've got a kind of a marketing eye or a marketing knowledge, that's definitely definitely really helpful, I would, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the, what, what I did was uh, database marketing. So it's, mm.
2: it's
0: usually kind of analytical around what works and what, what doesn't work. And, yeah. Uh, the, the focus on, on the customer, so.
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I can imagine that's um I can imagine that's that's quite useful if you're kind of used to the data if you're looking I mean without include kind of website data and that sort of stuff or is it more kind of CRM data?
0: Yeah, it was well, CRM data and you know, customer customer data and, and, and purchasing habits and behaviors and things mm. like
2: that, so. Excellent. Now really useful insight, definitely I should imagine. For, uh, for yeah. And I guess I guess why why the seed pantry was did you always have a passion for gardening or was the Kind of another opportunity or, or trigger for you.
0: I think so. I think I did. I think that passion was is always, was, has always been there. Mm.
2: Um,
0: but I was living in London in a flat in Shepherd's Bush and yeah, wanting because I grew up in Cheshire. It was very very sort of rural and mm. um, you know, wanting that that uh, wanting to grow some of my own food was where it started. So yeah, my country was all about growing food initially, and then we expanded to flowers um, and other areas. So yeah, that's that's kind of where, where that came from.
2: Yeah, and I think there's definitely, over the given the experiences we've had over the last couple of years with COVID and things, and people, I'm certainly going into the autumn, you know, if you look at the media headlines at the moment, it's all about the cost of living crisis and rising, rising energy costs, you know, to be able to grow some of your own food makes a, makes a difference, doesn't it?
0: It definitely does, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't grow all of it, obviously, but um, to, to have that really fresh produce is, you know, is really, really worthwhile doing, mm. and you can definitely grow a chunk of all the vegetables you eat.
2: Mm. I definitely, I think I definitely need to investigate more to this because I kind of, I think I mentioned earlier, I grow tomatoes and some herbs and some lettuce and some bits and pieces, but nowhere near enough to sustain what we would, what we'd need to consume. So, no, it's amazing to-
0: how far it goes when you, when you've got loads of tomatoes on a plant. You, you mm. need huge amounts of them for one meal. You know?
2: yeah, yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Is there anything when you first started out? Is there anything that you wish you'd known, or, or kind of looking back, oh, I wish I. would I'd sort of been aware of something that had happened.
0: Well, that's kind of a hard one. There's lots of uh, there's lots of pitfalls. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yes, it's definitely way. a journey. <laughs> if you need more money. You know, initially, it's uh, good to obviously you can either go all in and with funding. Mm. And, uh, that's good to focus on the business that, w- that way. Uh, whereas I, I kind of I think I went the harder way. You know, you, you just build it up organically. Yeah. So you either pick try and pick one route or. or
2: yeah, definitely. I think there's been lots of conversations I've had with small business owners over the years that when you try and do that, while well, I'm kind of working on a contract or doing one thing for two or three days a week and then I'm going to try and set my own thing up two or three days a week. It's really it's really hard to have that kind of split focus. Um, and there comes a definite tipping point, I think, where you kind of have to go, right, I'm all in. I'm going to do this or, yeah. or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I had contracts where we were, I was working three days a week for a, you know, another, another business. mm Doing see pantries you saw sort of, you know two three four you know days a week over the weekend that
2: kind of mm, yeah it can definitely, be exhausting as well challenging. yes <laughs> resilience yes yeah, yeah we were talking about resilience yes. earlier weren't we yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's another superpower we could add to a yeah. small yeah. business owners <laughs> toolkit for sure um, is it is there anything you'd have done differently do you think in your your journey to setting up the business I
0: think I think maybe it would have tried to get get uh, get other business partners on board as well Mm. so I kind of did it myself you know as I was the the owner of the business and uh and still am and then try and get more more of a co-founder on board and maybe you do get a larger amount of funding initially
2: yeah yeah how many people are on your team at the moment
0: so we've got six people and some of them are part-time yeah and uh yeah that's a good excellent and
2: does that include the people in the the kind of the warehouse packing the boxes and things or or is that additional
0: yeah, so we have the warehouse team. There's two two people in there. We've got customer services, sales, mm-hmm. and uh, we also have freelance kind of web developers as, as well. Yeah, and, uh, creative director also.
2: Excellent. Well, it sounds it sounds like a good mix and a good good team. Yes. <laughs> um, so what what's have you? Is there anything that um, perhaps a mistake or something that didn't go quite well? Is there anything that in hindsight you you may be grateful for that you perhaps had a big Learning lesson from as a result of as a result of that experience.
0: I think well, I think one of the lessons is to to, to push it push it out there. I tend because I I am a detail person, tend to focus on getting trying to get things too perfect before before launching mm. you know, a product idea or you know, or a website. Yeah. So it was really just a just to get on with it and get it out there quicker. Kind yeah. Of thing you know, you can never get something 100% 100% perfect
2: no websites in particular i think it's really hard to get them 100 100%, 100% um before you launch but i think um you know again from conversations i've had with other small business owners i think it's a very common theme that people kind of are nervous if you like i suppose to get something out before they you know they think it's absolutely perfect or as good as mm-hmm. it can be but often often the learning comes from when you push these things live don't they doesn't yeah,
0: absolutely it? and you get customer feedback and Mm. And improve it as you as you go. You know you're going to have negative negative uh, feedback points as well from customers, and you, and you kind of want that to then to build and improve on, on what you're offering. And you know we still do that do that now. You know. Yeah, There's a lot less in, you know kind of negative reviews.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. I mean, yeah. I suppose you know it's always going to be the odd one or two, isn't there? It's it's the odd just, one, but it's yeah, have, um, you it's know in the majority. It's it's good to have positive feedback and yeah, um, yeah. customer insight and things. So that's good. What would you say your biggest achievement to date has been?
0: Um, uh, I don't know surviving surviving this far, <laughs> <laughs> keep, keeping yeah. a business running for a period of time, and certainly there's been some very you know, challenging times of of late with pandemics, and now we're really in the post pandemic period. But so yeah,
2: yeah. How did how did your business fare within the, the the pandemic? How did that how did that all you know how how was that for yourselves?
0: It was. Uh, I mean, it was, it was obviously there's a two sides to a, to a story to a situation like that always, but. Um, yeah, we we did really well as you know, there were people. Uh, everyone was at home and wanting to get more involved and have things in gardening and things to do at home. So mm. uh, we had a we had a really good um, period of time. You know, in terms of people getting new customers on board, and that's lasted through through now we're in a we're in a post pandemic period. But um, yeah, there was we had a, post- a pandemic boom really for people being at home.
2: Yeah, how, how did that work then from a delivery perspective? How was that? How did that kind of
0: but it did bring its own challenges yeah absolutely it was the demand was so high that then you know there was, there was a challenge around getting getting enough um, produce so we, uh, you know there were times where we had to switch off the website if you like I would say we can't accept any more customers at this point in time because um, you know there's not enough um, supply coming through from the Netherlands of all the flower bulbs and hmm. the seeds and, uh, so that was that was that's a hard thing to do because you think yeah definitely the, I don't want to switch off no. the, the website <laughs>
2: No, um, especially in a time where so many other businesses were kind of paused if you like and on yeah. furlough and not really doing very much to be turning business away that seems yeah, I mean, yeah, almost kind of, time for a lot of people. conflicting. Mm, mm.
0: Definitely so, yeah. But that's what we had to do and do, manage the flow mm. the flow better.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Okay, and is there anyone that's been kind of quite influential in in kind of assisting you along your your journey is there anyone that's particularly inspired you as part of Part of what you've been doing and kind of helping you along the way.
0: Um, well, we have certain people that we uh, that I talk to as well around the business. And certainly, my wife's been very, very good uh, ear listening um, to all the, the woes. There's the, the ups and downs of running a business. Um, so, but then there's other business advisors that we've worked with as well.
2: Um, yeah,
0: and certainly sort of inspire. You know, I'm inspired by other people doing. Innovative new things as well, so mm. I, I keep a track of you know what people like Elon Musk and people like uh, and uh, other other business leaders are, are doing because in an innovative way. So that, that kind of inspires also.
2: Yeah, what is there anything that's kind of struck you recently yeah. that you've, you've spotted that either you can kind of borrow the idea from within your organization or or that you just think's a really good idea.
0: Uh, can't think of anything right now really. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way when yes.
2: <laughs> when you put it on the spot but no there's mm-hmm. lots of lots of good conversations happening anyway so yes um guess no, so that's good so what does the future hold for the seed pantry what's coming up next
0: uh um, well we're we're in that uh new period of uh sort of post-pandemic where we're re- reassessing a few things and we'd like to get more funding for the business and go to that that next level
2: really mm-hmm. as, as and what what's the next level look like for you guys
0: I think it's expanding our, you know, awareness. Also, um, mm. you know, not necessarily everybody knows about us. We've got you know, lots of um, uh, businesses within the t- sector and com- uh, competitors. And you know, can we build uh, new partnerships with with people, commercial partnerships, and, mm. uh, and get the brand uh, out there further? Because you know, people love what we're doing, and we get great feedback. And uh, so that, that's the objective over the next kind of you know, eighteen months,
2: two years. Excellent. So just kind of growth, bigger better more quantities more people coming through more customers um,
0: I think building partnerships is going to be a, a key way of doing that
2: yeah do yeah you mentioned a, a, a key around. partnership with a, a kind of a, a very well known retail outlet earlier so that's um, you know those sort of things I definitely can help can see would help increase the distribution for you would that be kind of predominantly around the Christmas time and gifting period or, or would there be other
0: other no, times? Uh, year round really I think if we can um, do more of that sort of the, you know, the retailers do really Increasing the brand awareness and that brings people back into the, the, the core proposition if you like for the subscription yeah um but yeah also other other partners that we can work with that are in, within the industry
2: mm. excellent yeah. oh, that sounds good um i mean do you do you i mean I, I have had a look at the website in preparation for the show and obviously i know the subscription boxes but do you do you sell kind of tools and things like that as part of the website
0: yeah, so it's uh, providing you know with uh, accessories that you need to to do what you get in the box basically. So we do have uh, tools and um, different uh, you know, some compost and other things that you would need as well.
2: Okay, so you you order that in addition to the membership box, do you?
0: Yeah, so you can add that on as you as you as you oh, okay. go through the, the process. Yeah,
2: what's the, what's the most useful piece of equipment do you reckon in your gardening tool shed? If yeah. I if I just invest in one one good thing, what's the what's the most useful piece?
0: Well, it's a, there's a seedling pricker, right? <laughs> that is uh, very good for uh, propagating your seeds. So once you've got a seedling, to then um take it, remove it and transplant that into a larger pot or into uh, the veg patch or yep. flower border. Um that's a useful tool to to do that without sort of damaging it too much because you know it's a small it's a small seedling, it's like a little baby that needs needs some care. Mm. Uh, care and attention.
2: Excellent. Okay. All right. Um but okay, so th- I know there's certainly some challenges out there for many small business owners at the moment and we're going to come on to perhaps explore and debate what some of those might look like um, in just a moment. But before we do that, I think you've got another song recommendation for us. Yes. Um, do you want to share that with the listeners?
0: Uh, yeah, that's James' uh, Sit Down.
2: Yeah, and is there, a, is there a reason why behind why you like this
0: song? Or I think it's, it's just back to my indie days from you know when I was younger. So it was certainly a song that I liked at that point in time and we played it at our wedding um for example but it's a bit, you know i just like the song yeah it's a good sort of yeah. party, party excellent
2: episode. so good uh good memories of of perhaps university times and things yes. so <laughs> you're showing your age a bit there i, I think I <laughs> yes. excellent okay so we've got the sit down by james enjoy that was Sit Down by James so hello and welcome back you're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Business Source Show thank you for listening in this afternoon today we're joined by Neil Whitehead from The Seed Pantry so far we've learned about Neil the team and the business what they do how they work with their customers um, and their business journey how they've reached this point don't forget if you've missed part of today's show you can listen to the show again via the website river.radio as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google and of course if you'd like to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at radio. So, Neil, welcome back. Hi. Um, there are many challenges facing the small business world today on many levels, and there's lots of kind of macro um, influences that we're all hearing about in the news. But but for the sea pantry, what, what what are you kind of seeing as your three biggest challenges at the moment?
0: Yes, well, I mean, there are certainly challenges, and it really started, I guess, with... Uh... Brexit caused you know, the, the initial mm. challenges when that, that yeah. came around before the pandemic, that where we had to um, sort of change some of our processes or add new processes and, mm. and some cost to the business, and um, so that was that was really where that started. And then, I guess we're seeing right now um, the, the cost increases across all of our, yeah. our, our supply chain, and uh, so that's causing causing challenges for how we then pass that on. To mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't really done that that to date, but um it will be something that we'll have to have to do in the future, I think. Yeah. Um and then really the kind of the pandemic uh, the pandemic did cause uh, its challenges around the supply chain, which I mentioned earlier, in terms of having enough supply available mm. um and sort of um uh, scaling up the team as well to cope with that with that demand. Yeah something we had to do at that time so these are these kind of good good problems to, mm, to have
2: definitely they, they sound like they're all related to growth which is really encouraging to hear as a small business owner that that's brilliant so so i guess just to explore those kind of top top three things um a little bit more so the kind of i guess the logistics was the first thing you mentioned there around brexit so what what was the impact on that I And mean, i know from other conversations i've had with guests on the show that there's a lot more paperwork involved and a lot more, um, I guess, cost as well. But is that, you know, how, how did that particularly influence your business and impact on what you're doing?
0: Yeah, well, in two ways, uh, really. So the first was on the import side. So it added time to getting our our, our produce uh, into the country and an additional process. You know, we had to have what we didn't have before uh, was where we had to have inspection of all the produce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a government inspector and then get, issues a phytosanitary certificate for all the plant stock that comes in. Wow. Whereas that that wasn't there before, yeah. Um, so that has to then be booked in and paid for in addition. Um, so it's add, add, adding that time and process to that, and then uh, you know bringing it into the country was took took longer basically to then get yeah, through definitely get through customs as
2: well. Yeah, and I guess that 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 possibly encourages the, you then to look locally to kind of say, okay, well, yeah. is there a way I can Work with perhaps UK suppliers because then I don't have that extra cost and process and time yes. involved in that. So I guess, um, I guess I'm, on a flip side, I guess maybe there's some positive
0: notes there too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're going to start looking more more at that. Which which of suppliers can we work with more in the UK where we've been previously working uh, with suppliers that are in, in the EU. Yeah, and the sort of second side of it was we we then then more paperwork involved because we used to deliver to customers in the EU, so they, they purchased directly from us, from yeah, website, uh, and in in Ireland as well, mm-hmm. which was part of the EU. But then um, there was a lot more paperwork and cost involved by sending a single package to you know to, to customers who had bought something,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So um, I mean, a lot of businesses did this; they switched off um, sending mm. to those uh, places until until new processes were were put in place, and we, and we still now only send to the UK at the moment with our, yeah with our subscriptions and
2: yeah we have got a family in Spain and my mother-in-law used to order quite a lot from the UK um mm. you know online and as you say that's kind of stopped now i think there have been some larger retail outlets who are trying to Manage around the tax and the the kind of additional cost, but it's it's so much more difficult to to actually try and engage between Europe and the UK that it, it has kind of stifled business growth in that way, hasn't it? In yeah, some definitely. some instances, I
0: mean, I don't really know how to work it out. You know, it no. seems so confusing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's half the problem, isn't it? Nobody it seems to have, point of view. It's, yeah, it's nobody seems to, work. to have worked it out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cool. And the, the so the second challenge that you mentioned there was around the. Um, business boom and i I know you we touched on it earlier in the show but i guess that kind of the kind of ups and downs if you like of demand of high demand Mm. during covid time because people were at home had more time wanted something to occupy their time yes versus maybe as they go back to work that declines slightly um and obviously got the cost of living side of things so i guess that could go two ways you've got sort of people needing to maybe cut back or think about things or thinking no, I'm going to grow my own food because it's going to be cheaper so is there you know how how's that impacting on business for you
0: well I mean it, it definitely is obviously we had to um scale up during during the pandemic mm. um, with more more people uh working more more hours and um you know getting in more more stock so um that was one process and now we're in we're in a post-pandemic period where um, that demand has dropped off somewhat we 're still seeing um more demand than we had uh, before the pandemic mm. um but we 're obviously sort of in a in a, in a redefinition period where mm. we're kind of redefining what what 's happening within within the market and where where our new new levels are in terms of, of demand mm. so we're you know we've we we're, we're flexible around around that and what we need to do for our for our customers and um yeah as we sort of rebuild and add new retailers because during the pandemic we, we kind of lost some of our high street retailers because a lot mm. of them were, were shut Chill. Uh, you know, shut down, shut, mm. shut shop kind of thing and um, we, were, we were then purely getting all of our business through you know, direct through the website which was, which was fantastic, which is, was great um, but now we're, we're kind of re, rebuilding and adding new you know, adding new retailers um, to sell uh, the kits that we sell as well
2: yeah. So, what's the what's the kind of your best selling retailer um, kit um, that they have? What what sort of things typically would we would you expect to see within those kits?
0: Well, we've got a re- we've got a range. So we've we've worked with Next. Uh, yeah, we, we were we were in all of their five hundred stores at, at, um, at one point during Christmas periods. Mm. Um, so the kits that we have in there are things where you can grow your own cactus plants, or grow jalapenos, or grow. Uh, hops for beer plants, yeah. and, uh, grow succulents and ho- house plants. Um, you know, we're bringing out new kits and new ranges in that in that space as well. So we've got new uh, uh, kids kits coming out, and uh, a na- nature garden kit as well, where you can uh, plant for you know, biodiversity and uh, having uh, attracting pollinators and, and wildlife to go on.
2: Excellent. So I've got my, my brains going already. There's loads of great social yes. media content going on with that, and all sorts of really lovely stories there. Yeah. So, so. Yeah,
0: they, they they go really well. You know, so it's kind of that um, impulse purchase in store. Mm. You know, it's not it's not a hugely a hugely yeah. high price point. Though pick up as a really nice uh, a really nice gift
2: yeah definitely and something quite different as well so i think that's that's really lovely to hear do you do anything with schools or anything you mentioned kids garden kits and things there do you do anything with schools and kind of helping them to grow gardens and things
0: we we have done in the past that is that is, we want to do more of that actually with um potentially working with local local councils um but we have uh, we had a partnership previously with waitrose where we provided um kits to schools all around the UK that were in the catchment area of their stores Mm. so we we developed a co-branded kit that provided everything that a class would need to start growing their own food and, and learn about where food comes from and healthy eating was the, the what, what
2: a great idea there's so many really positive messages that kind of spin off to mm. um you know to these kits you know that the kind of mental well-being understanding where your food comes from yeah, education um, side yeah know. absolutely um you know aside from the nature and actually how do you physically grow um plants and things and what do you need to do
0: yeah we i mean we want to work um, work with schools more more so because m- most schools have an area where they um, uh, can grow things grow food but necessarily always utilized to their you know to their full effect Mm. teachers don't necessarily have time to focus on that if we can work with them more and produce something that's that's practical and easy easy to use then um we can sort of bridge that
2: gap yeah i know one of my um one of my son's schools in the past had an allotment club and the school took an allotment in a local allotment um fields or, or place and I thought what well, great idea because it really helps that you know I, you know the school hopefully gets some benefit because it can maybe feed some of the kitchen at some point but yeah, it was you know really helping them to, the kids to start understanding actually what do I need to do to grow my food and mm. it tastes so much better if you've grown it yourself for sure yeah,
0: completely and I mean it was off the curriculum for a while but it's been reintroduced into the national curriculum there, But the, the different key stages within school need to know certain um, amounts of Detail around where where food comes from and uh, hmm. nutritional side of food, and um, so that that's coming more more into the curriculum. As
2: well. Excellent. No, I think it's really important, and it's it's really good to hear, and and nice that you can support that. So it's really, yeah, yeah it's really good side of things. And the last, sort of key challenge that I think you'd um, you'd noticed there is obviously, is, I mean, it's dominating the news at the moment, but the kind of cost of living crisis um and rising energy costs um and i think we've had such a lovely summer maybe it doesn't feel quite real at the moment but it it will certainly be biting fairly soon i think
0: Yeah, i think it's yet to yet to sort of unfold completely but um there's some good news i think coming from the government recently around uh, capping those energy energy yes
2: yeah there's i think i was listening on the way in actually today and i think it's rumored that there's going to be an announcement tomorrow that they're going to offer some kind of support package and um, what what that looks like they they weren't sharing at this time but um, hopefully there's something coming.
0: I think that yeah I think that's uh, it will be good so yes yeah, so, I mean it's, it's yet to we're yet to see how that will that will um, take shape but um, you yeah, there's certainly a concern as a small business are people going to spend less or um, uh, on on sort of discretionary spend mm. um, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out and, you know they've got a Christ, the Christmas period coming up and yeah. people will still want to to give gifts to, to people so that's a, that's a good period for us as well but yeah um, but i
2: guess also you've got the increased cost yourself so in your warehouse for example just the basic costs of energy and that sort of thing um is obviously going to go up and then it's kind yeah. of all <coughs> how do you how do you as a business deal with that do you absorb that yourself can you absorb it or do you have to pass that on to the customer and that obviously has an impact on demand so it's kind of a whole cycle of things isn't it really to think about
0: well there is definitely It's going to be an interesting time coming up i think but um i mean certainly people are seeing price rises across the board aren't they on terms of of what you purchase and um that's something we'll have to look at as well
2: yeah definitely definitely and i guess the i think you know we've touched on i think in our conversation this afternoon but the idea of well-being the well-being angle behind gardening i think there's been lots talked about in the media around mental well-being and um, obviously, the pressure and the stress of the last couple of years is, has really taken its toll on lots of people. But gardening can really help with that concept.
0: Well, absolutely. I think it's it's good for all all generations, really, and to to detach from digital devices and definitely spend more time outdoors. So, I, I mean, it's been a, it's been um, one of the key topics at all the garden shows, you know, mm. over the last uh, probably two two or three years, really. And uh, the RHS you know, Chelsea Flower Show and Hampton Court Palace, and some of the themes around those gardens are in sort of well-being and, and mental health mm. and just the very act of you know um, tending the soil and tending plants and uh, is, is, is beneficial for us,
2: for us definitely all. and getting outside and like you say getting away from screens and um you know whilst there's very positive elements to that there's also some negatives as well isn't there so yeah. um so that's good so no well, thank you for those so um, and what, what's your what's your kind of final tip of the day that you would leave our listeners with
0: in terms of running a business then yeah definitely I think it's um um well we talked about a little bit before that that kind of resilient side of it and um keeping going you know because there's always going to be um time you know I've personally had times where you think well should we just going to give up you know we've hit a point where it's it's not going as well as we expect and then and then you get another sale that comes comes in through the door that sort of encourages you to, to keep going and yeah. There always seems to be these these little signs that are going to tell you to keep going, or, <laughs> yeah. or if you don't get them, then maybe it is you know maybe you should uh, try a different path or pivot. You know, it's not like you've got to stop doing it. You could you could pivot what 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 you're doing. Yeah, just um, to, to to change it a little bit, and then mm. that 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 change in direction you know, could be much more successful.
2: Yeah, thing, so. oh, I, d- I definitely think yeah, I definitely think that's right. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so I, th- I think don't stop what, you, what you're doing. I think you can just change it a little bit. Yeah, I think you put a lot of effort into setting something up initially. Mm. You think, oh, it's not working. It's not working. Stop doing it. But um, if you change change the proposition slightly, then you can uh, have much greater success
2: yeah definitely, I think lots of our guests have kind of talked about research in kind of preparation for setting up a business so, i mean that's I think you're right. the resilience piece is is massive with a small business owner, but if you've done your kind of research up front and you know there's a need for the service or product that you provide, then like you say, it's just responding to that that kind of marketplace and and what what your what your customers are telling you so it's just just being open to listening and I think you're right that kind of journey that resilience of just kind of taking those small wins to kind of keep you going. Yes. It's it's important to recognise. wins. That. Definitely
0: celebrate the wins. Definitely, definitely,
2: definitely. Have you have you seen this year? I know from talking to other small business owners that the kind of the the trends, if you like, this year have been slightly off. So you kind of might naturally see a kind of seasonal trend or certain peaks of demand at certain times of the year. Have Have you seen a similar thing, or of Has it kind of has business followed a similar sort of pattern to to usual? that you'd expect to see.
0: I think I think post pandemic it's been all about this sort of experience, the experiential side of things the mm. side of things people have been inside for a long period of time and um so it's like well, well we need to get outside and do and go on holiday and do some fun stuff and Yeah. Um so I think those that's taken over so yeah you might have obviously joined by the paper at home so there's lots of home improvements going on. Um and we're in that that phase where everyone's getting out and about more. So mm. Is there going to be a a new sort of trend where people are um, focusing again more on sort of things that they can do more locally?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like the hybrid way of working, isn't it? People seem to have... Um, having been forced to be at home, they've almost kind of swung the other way, wanting to go out and meet people and then kind yeah. of coming back into that kind of equilibrium in the middle. I think. Back
0: to a nice, kind of a nice new yeah. way of, of working.
2: Definitely, a kind of a, a balanced way of working. Mm. So, definitely. Which will, will,
0: will, will include, you know, because I'd go out at lunchtime and do some a lunchtime gardening, you know, and it's quite a nice nice thing to do. What, what a lovely
2: or, idea! <laughs>
0: and, and get a little bit of pro- produce or tomato or something that you're going to have, or, or a lettuce leaves that you're going to put on your sandwich.
2: Yeah, what a great idea. Love that. Maybe not today in the downpours (laughs) that we've been having. Um, Brilliant. So before we wrap up for this week, thank you ever so much, Neil, for joining us on the show this afternoon. Um, It's been brilliant to hear more about the business um, and to debate some of the challenges faced by small businesses across the the Thames Valley. So if somebody wanted to find out more about the Seed Pantry, what's the best place for them to do that?
0: Uh, You can just Google Seed Pantry and uh, go to our website, which is seedpantry.co.uk.
2: Excellent. And Presumably all of your social media channels are all linked off off of that.
0: Yeah, we've got Instagram mainly, uh, is that? Uh, is our uh, social media channel a little bit, of, little bit of TikTok going on? But oh, that's, we'll, we'll yeah. see how that goes.
2: Yeah, that's that's indicative, maybe, of your audience. That's yes. um, that's interesting, yeah. that's exciting. Mm excellent well thank you ever so much for joining us this afternoon it's been a real pleasure
0: talking to you great Sophie thanks for having me
2: thank you so next week we'll be back on the show with some more great guests if you have any questions about today's show or a question you'd like us to ask our guests next week please do email sophie at river.radio or fiona at river.radio we also have some more great shows coming up across the river radio network so don't forget to stay tuned in um, for this afternoon for drive time of course if you have missed part of today's so you can listen again um, via the website river.radio or on your podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. So all that it leaves me to do is to play Dolly and to wish you a lovely week and see you next time.
1: I tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job From 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5